Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new edition of the Rowdy Buddhist Podcast. Appreciate everyone's continued support and patience as we uh, record more information. If you have any requests or uh, topics that you'd like to be covered, please contact me at seattlebuddhist.hotmail.com. Today we're going to talk about the three poisons of Buddhism. And the three poisons is a concept in Japanese. They say sandoku. Of course, san means three. And doku means poison. Now there is a lot in, in the English in English translations. There's a lot of variation as to how uh, how they're stated. The three poisons usually, traditionally, uh, it was greed, hatred, and ignorance. Um, now more people have used the terms passion, aggression. And ignorance. Okay, let's take a look at three of these. So first, passion. Uh, some additional words that people have used for passion is attachment. Uh, the word greed, as I said, or lust. For the word uh, for the word hatred, uh, they used aggression, aversion, anger. And then, of course, for ignorance, um, the main word that they use is delusion or indifference now we can go through all of these separately but what it's most important to understand is that these three poisons as we see the word poison this is something that removes us from our true state that means our awakened state uh, into a diluted state so all of this equals diluted states of mind and they're all interconnected now sometimes they'll say Greed and hatred equals ignorance. I've seen that. But they're all different. They're all aspects of ignorance, uh, which is the, um, the main state that is perpetuated by engaging or allowing these poisons to enter our body and mind, thus making us deluded, thus causing suffering. So when we think of these poisons, doku uh, in Japanese usually means a kind of an ingested poison. So like a drinking poison or something that's eaten. So it's something that we consider to be good or tasty. And, and through our indifference or ignorance, um, that means lack of wisdom, we drink it. And of course, you may be thinking of the parable of the, uh, the doctor of the physician, the great physician who's the father. And in this parable, his children uh, take poison and he spends his uh, time and efforts uh, with the different types of children. Some easily receive the medicine that he gives them. Some uh, kind of diff in a difficult way receive it. He's able to use uh, their relationships as a, such as the concept of filial piety. Uh, in which he pretends that he has passed away and uh, therefore he tries to in that state allow the children to know what is good what is bad and then in the most severe state in which they um, cannot follow their own uh, belief or their own mind he uses the expedient of passing away of, of them presuming him to pass away in which in his last will and testament he asks them to take the uh, medicine to uh, allow them to live, to be out of the state of delusion uh, and to be released from the poison, which is affecting their body and mind, causing them to be uh, bound uh, in these three states of greed, hatred and ignorance.
Now, it's important to realize, because a lot of times when we look at these words, greed, hatred, and ignorance, we, th we always think of extreme uh, stages of this. And in those extreme stages, we may say, well, we, we always make the kind of ignorant judgment. Well, I do not have hatred, or I do not have greed or passion towards something, and I am not ignorant. Uh, however, these can be very slight because they're seeds. So initially, when we we engage in these poisons, we take these poisons because we believe that this will alleviate our suffering. That's the ignorant state of mind. We don't know the difference. We don't know what is medicine and what is poison, but we go into the pharmacy of life and take whatever we can off the shelf, uh, take it, and also, as you know, with medicine, quantity, uh, also the wisdom of the doctor to know how much you should take for how long. We just continuously take it. And so in modern Buddhism, they have actually used this in a lot of times for people dealing with addiction because, of course, addiction is something that may start in order to deal with one's suffering or one's lack of uh, happiness or a lack of contentment in their life. They drink it for some relief. But then, of course, it becomes bigger than they are. It, it envelops their body. It poisons their mind, their will, uh, their uh, awareness. And so, therefore, they become an addiction, addiction. They develop addiction. So, in this concept of greed, greed is usually taught as the idea of, in the extreme sense, drug addiction or alcoholism, which is that something within our state, within our genetics, or even within our behavioral patterns, uh, we're unable to understand the nature of such things. So, therefore, what may be considered medicine, because actually a long time ago in ancient times, alcohol was seen as a medicinal. Uh, and a lot of times alcohol even now is used in most people's medicine, etc. Uh, and also for healing. But as we as human beings, if we, through our ignorance, through our indifference, our um, blindness, we, we use it as we see fit to, of course, uh, through greed, we... Um, fulfill our passions. We fulfill our wish to be free, our wish to be uh, without suffering. And so this a lot of times, even now with the idea of anger, hatred, being in the sense, of course, uh, which I'll go into later, the idea of even in a state of racism, being an extreme measure, but even the idea of being able to, which we'll talk about later, the antidotes to these poisons, looking at something and, and disliking it um, or disliking teaching or disliking uh, uh, particular, uh, I would say, reality. So therefore, through our dislike, uh, we, we kind of, how do you say, keep ourselves within a state of desire, which then, of course, is the seed of greed. Now, it's interesting because this can even, we, we always think about Buddhism towards ourself, which is interesting, but a lot of great teachers, um, of course, even put it to a bigger picture because um, all of these particular concepts are applicable to the larger world as well. And so actually, uh, Master Tiantai speaks about it in his writings. And, and I believe this deeply 
uh, influence Nichiren Shonen's concept of Dishuan Koku, which means establishing the right teaching, the right medicine in order to uh, purify and cure the world, to bring about true lasting peace, to remove ignorance, to bring wisdom. And so actually uh, in the writings, Master Tantai states that these three poisons of greed, hatred, and ignorance are the root causes for the bigger concept of the calamities in the world, uh, which are which are famine, because of course the desire for food, then of course through famine the need, the lack of, then becomes war, the haves and the have-nots, and then of course because of that we destroy our environment, we destroy our world, therefore pestilence, where plagues uh, and other challenges come about due to the ignorance of humans. Uh, based on the greed and uh, hatred. So this is a concept, of course, Nichiren Shonen uses. A lot of times people think that this is an outdated concept, but I believe that this is where Nichiren Shonen established this belief in Dishoan Koku. By having the true law, the true medicine, you were able to purify all beings, including this land, which he believed was the true pure land of Mount Sacred Eagle, the true pure land of the Buddhist teaching, hence the Lotus Sutra was propagated and taught here. So that's a larger concept uh, in which the three poisons can be applied. And then also the other concept that's usually related to from the Lotus Sutra for the three poisons is that of the burning house parable. And again, that is of course the the, the burning house being the world at large uh, in this kind of state of depreciation. Uh, in which we are unaware of what's really going on based on our greed and uh, hatred um, causing us indifference towards each other. So as you see in the burning house, the children are indifferent uh, even to the uh, person asking them to leave because the house is full of poisonous animals and insects and then also uh, fierce animals and also it is in the state of decay so it's collapsing. And on fire. So therefore, how to bring the children out is the expediential teaching. What, what is the teaching? What is the way in order to re to release these um, children from the grasp of the three poisons, which cause them to be blind to the reality, to their reality, to the reality of the world. And another really interesting concept, because if you if you really understand the basics of this within your own life it's it's applicable to everything to see um, and again this is not to cause people to become how do you say uh, pessimistic about the world or negative about the world what it is is about our ability to see to be cured uh, to be true to be wholesome to be uh, aware to be buddhas to be free to see the world as it is not in a state of delusion, of greed, hatred, and ignorance, which is a um, perverted state. And that's why that word is used quite extensively in the Lotus Sutra, the perverted beings. That they actually use it towards institutionalized uh, situations such as uh, inst institutionalized greed, which they use as uh, a lot of times people look at the current economic system as being a exemplification of that idea of greed, that what runs the system? Does it run uh, based on wisdom and compassion? 
or does it run on greed? And the other one is institutionalized ill will, in which, as I stated earlier, they consider uh, the idea of racism, uh, institutionalized racism or ins racism in the sense of uh, not seeing the Buddha nature of someone else, uh, not seeing their interdependence of all beings. And what they say about that is that actually the world itself or our society being based on this, that the haves and have-nots, etc., which, of course, is based on an ill will that all beings are not equal. And then finally, the delusion, meaning the kind of dream world, the, the state of our society that we have created that, you know, we market to ourselves happiness. Everything is being sold and marketed and packaged as happiness for us. And instead of pursuing enlightenment of the Buddha, the Buddhist teaching, faith in the correct Dharma, uh, we are caught up in this world of clinging which is considered a dream world, uh, profit-making institutional uh, institution, uh, that that is based on a profit in which uh, someone gets and someone doesn't get. It's not based on the idea of equality as such. So with that being said, again, this is just so you get a bigger picture, a bigger mind. Sometimes people will, and a lot of traditions of Buddhism, will use specific techniques in order to, uh, how do you say, um, counteract these poisons that when one of these poisons is very uh how do you say in the front of one's mind when somebody is dealing specifically with greed or hatred if they're able to realize that which is one of the challenges because mo most of the time we're just thinking in a very animalistic and simplistic way an ignorant way that even though we think we're a buddhist that we believe in the equality of all beings most of the time, as we see even in our daily life, we're perpetuating the three poisons in those aspects. Because again, we are based in delusion. We think we know what we do not know. And so I'm going to give you the three poisons with their uh, antidotes, as they state. So greed, the antidote for greed, of course, is that of generosity. The idea of ofuse, which is the first of the six paramitas, is giving without the idea of receipt or needing of something to be returned. So again, that, that kind of goes back to the marketplace, the idea that uh, there is a system of gain and loss, which is considered an, uh, an unwise system, uh, a system that, in, of course, sets you towards uh, perhaps the destruction, thinking that there is a shortage because of greed, that being famine, and then perpetuating war against other people, whether it's in a large war or in a personal war or even in a, in a social war or uh, in a monetary war in which uh, people are uh, given less, etc. And then the second one being anger or hatred. Um, the antidote, of course, being compassion. And as I stated before, the concept of compassion is that we... And the humanistic level, humanity level, we have uh, empathy. But then on the enlightened Buddhist level, which is the word for compassion, means to remove uh, the suffering through some action, through one's enlightenment, through one's faith. And then finally, ignorance is, of course, uh, the antidote for ignorance, as we know, is that of true wisdom. 
and wisdom is something that is understood through contemplation, uh, faith, realization, etc. Now, as a Nichiren Buddhist, because as I stated, a lot of times if you belong to um, Theravadan Buddhism or even some uh, Mahayana Buddhism, they will relate uh, towards specific practices, such as the practice of loving kindness, especially if you have a strong hatred towards somebody, uh, or the practice of Ofuse giving uh, or following of the six paramitas. But you know, in Nichiren Buddhism, the basis that we have for Nichiren Shonen, he said, in order to cure the blindness, to cure the poison, the uh, state, the manic state, the alcoholic and drug addicted state that we have towards uh, our wish to uh, relieve suffering, to exit suffering, uh, you know, and this narcissistic uh, concept that we hold on that I must uh, be relieved of all suffering or else this world is a terrible place uh, based on our ego, our wants and likes and dislikes. Nichiren Shonen gave us the concept of faith and that through one's faith in the Lotus Sutra, through one's understanding of the correct teachings, uh, which is a very important part because just saying everything is equal and everything is uh, fine and dandy, etc., is a type of ignorance. Nichiren Shonen was very specific that one should understand the correct uh, relation of teachings within the even the Buddhist canon uh, to know which teachings were of that expediently done and that of the true mind of the Buddha. So the Buddha relates to us the Eternal Buddha in the Lotus Sutra, and Nichiren Shonen exemplifies that the way to overcome the three passions, the three uh, poisons, and change them to the three benefits of people, of uh, generosity, compassion, and wisdom. We do that through our faith, our holding on to our, our practice of chanting Namumyo Horenge Kyo through the great title, the Odaimoku, and upholding and, and uh, supporting and believing in. Uh, and that, of course, is the um, exemplification of our belief in the Lotus Sutra. And by understanding the truth that the Lotus Sutra is the Buddha's true mind and that the Buddha and that the Lotus Sutra is the Buddha's true enlightenment we hold that in our life and then therefore those three poisons are uh, removed that they're diluted that they're that they change into medicine so this concept of changing poison into medicine and healing oneself is at the core of our practice so it's important to see and understand those things in our life, but then to use so many different methods, uh, of course, as we see it, were expediently for people to understand. But we, if we have the opportunity to meet the Lotus Sutra, we have the faith of the Odaimoku, uh, which is the upholding and uh, uh, upholding and covering our heart, wrapping our heart with Namumyo Horenge Kyo. In that, we are able to drink the medicine. We're able to uh, have the correct antidote for the suffering that we find in the three poisons. Therefore, we naturally are imbued with the merits and benefits of the Buddha, that being generosity, compassion, and wisdom. So I encourage all of you, as you contemplate the three poisons, let it lead you to a deeper faith and uh, understand the profound teaching of our founder Nichiren Shonen, 
and the profound compassion and wisdom that he presents us with his uh, teaching of the Odaimoku Namu Myoho Renge Kyo, which is, of course, the manifestation of his extreme uh, and endless generosity towards all living beings. So thank you very much to all of you, and I appreciate all of the interest and uh, in these questions. So Namu Myoho Renge Kyo, and I look forward to our next discussion.